Welcome to Level Up with Sherelle and Danny. We're here to help you take your health, fitness, and mindset to the next level. It's time to level up. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Level Up with Sherelle and Danny. Today we'll be sharing our tips on staying motivated to train hard, eat well, and be your best. Yeah, and I guess I was thinking about this the other day, you know, it's getting to that hairy point. Like we were all really motivated um, when lockdown started. We were all like, all right, let's go out, you know, buy the dumbbells, buy the toilet paper, <laughs> yeah, get on I the way. I was laughing because you said hairy point. I haven't, the sticky point? Oh, hairy. hairy. It's uncomfortable, right? Oh, it can be. <laughs> Anyways, anyway, sorry. But now it's getting to that point where it's like, okay, we could be in this situation for a little while. Yeah. Motivation's really starting to dry up. Mm. Now it's the discipline, the routine and the habits that are going to make us continue on with this lifestyle, this way of living for, you know, potentially until the end of winter, apparently. So it's hard to imagine almost something that we're just so used to doing, but then Mm. it's as you said past that hairy point and now this is kind of becoming our new norm mm. so it's like all right like we're, we're in this ride for a while how can we actually maximize it yeah and it's it's like when you go through any sort of little bit of trauma in life initially you got that bit of adrenaline rush and a bit mm. of excitement of like okay you know adapt or die thrive mm. um but now you know i guess people are becoming a bit more complacent with this sort of way of living and this is actually when you do need to thrive off a little bit more motivation um, to keep you going, so to speak. Yeah, definitely. How have you been finding this time? Um, for me personally, like, you know, I still work at the hospital, so I am quite fortunate to not be completely isolated. Obviously, mm. I have Luke um, and work, so I do get lots of social interactions throughout yep. the day. And that's something I've always taken for granted until now, until realising you know, people don't have loved ones or spouses or, yeah, interactions, what I do. And when I come home from work, sometimes I um, I do feel so drained emotionally because you give so much of yourself, like mm. in birth suite or to your patients and you, you give so much of yourself. And even coaching, like I have a lot of Zoom calls and stuff, um, so I still get that social interaction. But it's just on a different level. Like when I compare with um, my girls on Zoom as to what I do get out of work, nothing replaces human connection. Yeah. That is so true. Mm. And, and I've definitely noticed that as well. Mm. Human connection is everything. And I know there are people identify as introverts or extroverts, but we still, it's a fundamental human survival trait to have that connection. Mm. And it's interesting. I always find that, yeah, an interesting concept because I know there are people that do um, live like introverts, but um, I also just feel like maybe they haven't found their way of connecting with people mm. and it, they live behind that I'm introvert because yeah. really when you're an introvert, you do get anxiety and feel a bit shut down from um, social connections yeah. and interactions, whereas extroverts, they gain excitement and they thrive off being around other people. Yeah. So, you know, I can be introvert when I do feel anxious or intimidated mm. um, amongst other certain people. So... Yeah, I don't know if I believe in that introvert-extrovert sort okay. of behaviour. I just think a lot of introverts use that as yeah. um, an excuse, to be honest. But you're right, actually, because I was talking to someone who said they're an introvert and I said, you know, ask them what that actually meant. And mm. then they did say, I get social anxiety. Yeah, 
that's what yeah. it is. It's not it's like a, it's not a personality. It's actually mm. like a, a feeling or fear that you get from social interactions. And I used to be that way about public speaking. Yeah. I used to sort of like crawl up in my shell. But the more that you do it, the more that you put yourself out there, the mm. more human social interactions that you have where you do have to speak more, the more comfortable that you become in those situations. Absolutely. And I people, was the same. Yeah. Now look at us. I know. Now we can't shut up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've been speaking for over a day straight on this platform. Yeah, so. we worked that out, eh? Hey? It's um, thanks for everyone who's stuck along for this time <laughs> and for those who have binge listened to us. Yeah. It's epic. But I guess um, coming off the back end of that, we really do want to talk to you about how to stay driven um, and persevere through this time and thrive from it. Yeah, yeah. So I would normally consider myself pretty headstrong and and because I've done a lot of coaching, I've got a lot of tools in my tool belt, but no one can really prepare you for this. Mm. And I've actually really struggled because, mm. and I said to Sherelle earlier, I'm like, I don't want to pretend that it's been all sunshine and rainbows for me because I've actually really struggled. And I know that I need to be grateful and choose to be grateful for everything, you know, still being able to work, see clients and all of that. But I never actually realized how much I thrive off that energy, mm. like what you were talking about earlier. Because you give so much, particularly in hands-on therapies and treatment. You literally are touching people and giving that energy. Mm. And then I get excited about things. And my life is constant adrenaline and excitement. That that was my norm. And then all of a sudden that disappeared. And then I just felt pretty much depressed. Mm. Yeah, because I I didn't even um, notice, Danny. Like you're very Mm. good at hiding you know, putting on that brave face, you know? Yeah. So what was it? You know, what was that? um... Oh, it was hard to work out because I am good at putting on a brave face. And I think that's when you step into a a leadership role, you know, you're there to help others in work. You're coaching people. I'm very good at putting a suit of armour on and then not being vulnerable. It serves a purpose, but then it also doesn't because then there's that whole thing of, when it comes to asking for help, it's like, do I need to or can I work it out myself? And I would always try and work it out myself. But then I'm like, my tools aren't actually working because normally journaling meditation, which we always talk about, would work. But that's when we're going from a heightened energy to ground ourselves. So if we're stressed and anxious and all of that, journaling and meditation and mindfulness is great. But I was low. Mm. So those techniques were only bringing me lower. And I, did, I just could, I didn't know. Yep. And it wasn't until I had a call with someone called Michelle, who we're going to get on the show um, down the track. She's a neuroscientist. And she was talking about upregulating emotions instead of downregulating. And I'd never heard of that, but it made so much sense because I was already downregulating things that were low. And it just made me feel worse. So I, was experience, I wasn't motivated to do anything. I was going to bed pretty early because I'm like, well, what else am I going to do? I didn't want to do um, anything, really. And then learning about upregulating, I'm like, right, I changed. I'm like, what actions can I take now to help pump myself up? You know, what makes me excited? I took out my journaling and meditation um, and replaced it with dancing in the morning and just putting on my jams and just yes. really starting the day with that. Too. Yeah, <laughs> like so that helped, like high energy and You know, I wasn't staying in bed for a long time. I'd get up, I'd go, I'd dance, I'd call my mates. I'd honestly just muck around and have more fun. Mm. I'm still working. I've 
started hustling more with work just because that fulfills me so bloody much and I love it. But then also just spending time with loved ones and doing what I love. Yeah, yeah. and just pumping myself up. And, and I was able to just to have the answer and that awareness, I'm able to now catch myself on that and then felt like I pulled myself out of that hole. Really? So it was quite a bloody interesting experience. Like, I fucking love that. Like, thank you. You know, I love watching you come to those realisations and come through that because mm. it's so important to realise, you know, what makes you tick and what makes yeah. you function um, and how to feed off that energy, right? Yeah. I think as well, like I'm very much the same, but when you are more cerebral focused, so to speak, and more objective with um, the way that you do things and um, you know, very strong headed and we do wear this um, armor and people yeah. think that we have it all figured out. Someone mm. almost messaged me, oh, you've got life all figured out. Hell no, mm. we don't have life all figured out. Mm. So we don't have to pretend like we do. It's okay to like let that suit of armor down and it's okay yeah. to show that vulnerability because vulnerability is strength. Mm. And yeah, like I guess, you know, in the mornings when I go for a walk, I always put on a bit of Pitbull. Those who know yeah. me like know that I love a bit of, <laughs> Mr. Uh, <laughs> a bit of um, you know, old school Australian hip hop or, um, you know, dirty pop. That's my jam. So, you know, dancing to that in the morning and you, you know, you're like, yeah, I feel energized from that. I need to do more of that because we need to stop being so cerebral sometimes and read a fiction book and yeah. like, you know, play a board game and do yeah. a coloring book. It was interesting because my default is to like, to make myself feel safe mm-hmm. was to study, learn and, and progress academically and all of that. However, I just all that made me worse because all my social interactions were gone and then my body was just in overdrive and all of that. So studying, I just wasn't motivated for all that stuff. So yeah. it was just, I had to just get the fun back in life. Mm. You know? Yeah. And you go Damn. through those periods, you know, I always talk about turning the volume up and turning the volume down. And, yeah. you know, when it comes to study and PD and, you know, advancing yourself in your career and professionally, it is important to turn the volume up and then turn it down and give back to those other areas. You know, just like we talk talk about with competing and dieting and everything and you know like you know picking up the guitar and doing other things actually makes those things far more productive because mm. you can give back to those things mm, for sure yeah super interesting time to learn about yourself oh 100 and the other thing <laughs> i had written down here was learn about um what drives or motivates you so mm. for me i'm very much internally motivated um you know a lot of things about myself fire me up like thinking about oh self-doubt almost motivates me to what do you mean well when I feel like saying to myself oh you probably can't do that I almost think back and be like pull yourself up and prove yourself wrong like I have a lot of internal motivation that that fires me up rather than than external you know like I never need a coach to hold me accountable so to speak or you know other things that um, are externally driven and validate don't actually motivate me Mm. they demotivate me a lot of the times I never want to do stuff for other people yeah you're the opposite (laughs) you're like tell me to do this I'll do the opposite yeah and um (laughs) it's funny because Luke Luke and I always joke about it if he wants me to unpack the dishwasher or do something for him he won't if he he knows if he's like Cheryl can you unpack the dishwasher I'm just gonna look at him and be like say what oh (laughs) no but in a nice way we know about each other like well yeah that he'll say to me oh um you know I'm gonna be busy today um you know I would appreciate if 
we could have a bit of a hand around the kitchen. I'm like, girl, oh, 100%. Yeah. I'll do the whole lot, do the washing, you know. Um, so it's about <laughs> it's about cool. knowing what makes you tick, right? Yeah. I, know, I know if I buy, buy him a bag of Maltesers, he'll do whatever I want. Hey, how good, <laughs> how good. But, yeah, like once I learnt that about myself, it's been very interesting because I've had a lot of coaches and when it comes down to just being told what to do, I don't like it. I yeah. don't like being coached. I like being mentored. I like yeah. being given options. Mm. And that's cool that you've been able to work that out about yourself. Yeah. So in saying that, knowing what motivates and drives you um, can be really important in this time because it allows you to set goals and shift new um, to new focuses. Yeah, for sure. And just with myself because I've really, like, I love training, but mm. then it all, I had to really dig deeper. Well, what do I love about training and competing? And it, it's the connection. Yeah. No one cares what your body looks like. No. Like, except for ourselves, really. But then what does that even mean? Because it, it's, yeah, I've realized, holy shit, I love going to the gym and people being there. And yep. I love going to the shows and just, like, talking mm. to everyone. That's what it really is for me for yeah. some reason. Like, so the, 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 the interactions that you get from training and competing is what pushes you there. Yeah, yeah, that's what fulfills me. I wouldn't have met you if it wasn't for training and competing yeah. and all of that. And yeah, it's been super interesting. So in terms of um, like now motiv- being motivated to train and things, just it's been hard. Mm. It's It's been hard and yeah, I'm not going to pretend. Yeah, you lost that connection, right? Yeah, that's right. Mm. So then um, we do some Zoom workouts and, and all of that and just talk to mates and even – just seeing that other people training like you and all that, like everyone, we're all still doing the things. Um, but personally, I found I really had to explore, okay, what's going to make me actually do it? Mm. Training in the morning, you know, not leaving it till the end of the day. Yeah. What are the behaviours like that? that you need to replicate in order to have the same productivity and outcome? Yeah. Um, and yeah, like, like, like we just spoke about understanding, you know, who you are, what you do and, I'm the same. The reason why I train and the reason why I compete is for internal progress. To be honest, I don't really do so much for the connection, but I love yeah. love the progression that I have and that's why I've always sort of trained alone and I enjoy mm. studying and doing those things. Where to be like I love training because it allows me to practice that every day and yeah. to upskill and progress and that like that replicates um, or embodies everything that I believe around training and nutrition mm. is progressive overload, proper training, structured programming, science-based. Yeah. Um, because that's what gives that. And, you know, that's why I love like skill acquisition. And I always think, yeah, like if the gyms were completely removed, if I could never train again, I would, it would be horrible. Like I would probably cry for a long time. Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> but – I would pick up something else and do something else, another skill. Yeah. You know, I used to be, um, I used to run marathons. Yeah. So that's like, right. you know, I used to love sitting down on Excel and planning out how I was going to taper up my running volume and like carbs mm. with that. And, you know, that's the same thing. I just love learning and just leveling up. Yeah. Getting so, better at stuff. Yeah. Like I would pick up a, an instrument and try and learn it or pick mm. up a new sport. Um, so that's what we we're talking about. Like, dig deep and thinking about what drives you you know if you're feeling like you're in a slump why and how did you get to that place exactly and there's so many other ways that we can be active which we always say going for walks has been a game changer and I'm sorry if you're in the in countries where you can't go for walks and things and you know but it is what it is and now we are empathetic towards everyone but I suppose we always go back to we can't dull our sparkle 
you know, we got to still be grateful and maximize the opportunities that we do have. So if we're able to go for a walk, I need it yeah. right now. Yeah. yeah. And how like I write down like the three things that I'm grateful for for that particular day. And it's never just like my health, you know, you not, you don't default to the main things because when you do it every day, you really got to think about what you're grateful for. And like That's so true actually because it become routine. Yeah, yeah. my health is on time. No, yeah. You've actually got to think and be like, what am I grateful for today? Yeah. Um, so like and I did find myself defaulting just to being like, you know, how blue the sky is today because it's mm. something you don't think about like you know going for a walk it's it's we shouldn't take it for granted being able just to go outside like I go for a bit, several walks yeah now throughout the day and you know I, I feel like I'm noticing more people out walking around and oh the dogs are loving yeah, it like yeah. they're living their best life right now being walked <laughs> 10 times a bloody day <laughs> I know mm. step count through the roof yeah <laughs> but that's not a bad thing. Like I sort no. of think all this stuff really does come down to perspective and um, it is more often than not when the things that we enjoy the most uh, that we take for granted are taken away from us, we just appreciate them a hell of a lot more. So oh, whether yeah. that is the gym or the sunshine and I know now since the, the mornings are darker and it's getting a little bit colder, like I can see a bit of a sad winter coming in and, <gasps> you know, because the sun's been out. So we yeah. would never take the sun for granted, do we? No way. So no it's way. all about perspective. Yeah, people are super friendly, like, out and about, although it's, like, it's kind of a, it's a weird situation because if you see someone coming, you know, you you get out of the way super early and yeah. let them go and then apologise if you're too close to someone in the shop. It's a bit weird, but it's definitely getting people interacting. And mm. I've noticed people aren't on their mobiles as much at the shops because you don't want to touch everything mm. that you own and then all that. So people are really more present and it's really cool. Mm. And I'll talk to anything. I'll talk to the lamppost, buddy, at this point yeah. in time. I just would have a conversation with everyone and and like even mum, she was like, I met my neighbours for the first time in eight years, yeah. like the ones down the road. And Isn't I'm like, that crazy? holy crap. It wasn't like that though a few weeks ago. No, so like when we're all panicking. Yeah. Yeah. Like I swear no one make would make eye contact with me at the supermarket. No, I'd hold and my breath a lot, like yeah. walking past me, like, what is wrong with me? Yeah. Like, and that's what I was saying. I was saying this the other day, like I'm worried about how all of this is gonna change the way that we do interact as humans because you know, yeah. I think I spoke about this on like a few episodes ago, but you know, this sort of illness, so to speak, or disease, I should say, it's not in isolation. There's lots of stuff out there. So we can't yeah. walk around just holding our breath. Um, we can't be <laughs> fearful living in the way that it is. But people are starting to perk up now. And, yeah. you know, I love going for a walk and seeing, like, you know, old Marg watering the roses and be like, good morning, you know. Because yeah. it's, you know, no one does it anymore. Everyone's no. down looking at their phones or they've got their headphones in. And mm -hmm. sometimes it's just so nice to unplug and just go into a bit of sensory deprivation and actually listen to the birds. Oh, you're so right. It has been just so nice to do that. Mm. Like when I'm not listening, yeah, to our hip hop and all that, it's um definitely the, the birds and nature. Mm. And back on like um training type things I've actually really started practicing skills that involve just body weight like mm. being able to do a plank like and then turn it into a rolling plank with a leg lift and all that animal type movements have really taken a liking to it because I'm bloody shit at it mm. and like it's like it's animal some, flow yeah, yeah all that, that. So at the start, I'm like, what the hell are they doing? But then it's, cool. it's actually freaking hard. Yeah. And if you cool. guys haven't heard of Animal Flow, jump on Instagram and just like look up the hashtag. It's nuts. Yeah. Some of the stuff you're like, 
whoa, there's, you know, gymnasts are the strongest people out there for a good reason. Like they have such incredible foundations. They do a hell of a lot of ring work. Mm. So their shoulder strength, their mobility, like everything is just optimal. And, you know, they've got no missing body parts. They're like well built. If they got into like a gym and started like training like a bodybuilder, could you imagine like how Well, Hattie was a gymnast. That's right. Like you look at some of the most elite people that have that background. Yeah. You can tell by their calves. Mum, if you're listening to this, you should have got me into gymnastics. That's your mum. Colleen. <laughs> Sorry, Colleen. She's copped it now. My delts lack and it's, it's my own fault. Bless. It's my own fault. <laughs> I hope she reshares something and tags you in it because of this. Shout out to Colleen the ledge. It's <laughs> true. Um, but back onto it, I guess. Something that I was thinking about or what I was talking to a few of my girls about is that you, you, we actually have more time. So use it. Like one of the girls is saying, I get three hours back of the week just that she spent traveling to the gym every okay. day. You know, so it's like imagine what you could do with those few hours a week that you literally just like pull your top off and have a workout at home. Um, instead pull your of, top off? Oh, well, you know, your crop top. <laughs> just take all your oh, clothes naked off. naked workout. Is that what we're talking no! about? No, I meant like, you know, take your shirt off and wear your crop. Oh, okay. That's what I meant. Sorry. Yeah. Um, Either way, who cares? But what, you know, the time that you lose traveling to work or traveling to the gym or like whatever's been taken away, even if it is a sport or something Mm, like that, mm. you've got that time back. So it's okay to like reinvest that into something else, you know, and have half an hour workouts at home instead and put that time and energy into something else, like learning a new instrument or, you know, doing a course or, um, you know, venturing into like mental health side of stuff, like what you yeah. are. Well, I had to because I wasn't, <laughs> I didn't have a bloody choice because <laughs> I had all this time, but it was my own worst enemy. Yes. But yes. um, yeah, but now, now that I can objectively see it and work out why I felt so shit, mm. um, I've been just doing random things that a lot of normal people do and watch a bit of TV. Oh, yeah. And I'm okay with it. Yep. Yeah. Oh, you <laughs> you got to watch Chia. Oh, was that you telling me about that? Or so, so I many don't know. People are it's this, about it's my it. first Netflix series ever, guys. Ever like oh. I don't do TV. I don't even know how to turn that thing on. Yeah. If I'm gonna watch something, it's normally on YouTube. To be honest, yeah. So it's not that I don't do it. It's just that I just don't like sitting for that long. But no. there's this TV series called Cheer, and it's about it's almost like this doco, like real life stuff um, from the American um, an American cheer squad, mm. and it's just so cool. You'd love it. They like you know they train bloody hard. Like cheerleaders work freaking hard. It's funny when I was in America, I was at like um fitness. What's there? LA Fitness at one of the gyms there. And um, some guy come up to me and he was like, oh, you must be a cheerleader. You must be a cheerleader. (laughs) And I I took it as an insult. Initially, I was like, cheerleader <laughs> oh, like a cheer in this anyways and then I was telling one of the other girls um who lives over there that I was staying with I was like oh, this guy was and she was like that's a huge compliment oh. was, and I was like really and now that I'm watching this cheer doco I'm like holy crap they train harder than us wow really they bleed on that gym floor for like yeah. hours and hours and hours well I suppose you see what they injury do they're standing injury. on shoulders they're doing somersaults in the air chicks getting dropped from bumps. like four foot crying and their coach harden up like oh really yeah you should watch it you'd really I like will. it yeah Down better than because I, I never got into that tiger king i haven't turned that one on. no, i haven't heard that one either yeah but it comes down to as well not feeling guilty for doing these sorts of things like it's okay yeah. look the scales go up 
It's probably expected. Your neat levels have dropped down. You know, you want a bit more to eat? That's fine. You mm. want to watch Netflix and chill? Cool. <laughs> like, it, there's a time and a place for everything. And when all this is over, life will go back to normal. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be a weird, when everything reopens and all of that, it's just going to be a mixture of everything. It's yeah. just trippy. Yeah. Like, well, I shared something on my story the other day saying that, you know, gyms potentially won't go back until after winter. No. And, you know, it doesn't surprise me, to be honest, because winter, you know, it's flu season. Yeah. So, But Kmart's open. Bottle <laughs> are open. Bunnings is open. Yeah. Why the hell aren't gyms open? I guess it's just the the risk, as in like having that many people together in such a small space, touching all the same equipment, sweating, like, yeah. you know, Kmart probably doesn't have the same. I sweat in Kmart. It gives me all <laughs> anxiety because I'm like, right, I want one of everything. I'm sweating all over the place as soon as I step I'm here in. for a pencil case and I've got two tops, a teapot and a whole new shoe rack. <laughs> yeah, you posted that the other day. You I'm came shopping. for a pencil case. I'm I love shopping. how you put your name how did cute. You, yeah. Did you still have to cut out the squares? Yeah. God, yeah. Forever. I was impatient doing it and I was like, something's wrong with me. I was impatient sitting here doing it. <laughs> it reminded me, it took me back though to when like, you know, you'd, um, you'd start school and you'd like you laminate all oh, your books yeah. and you'd get all your highlighters. And, that was the best. Sorry oh. to everyone homeschooling, by the way. Imagine that. Oh, Like Luke oh. working from home as a teacher, like hats yeah. off and respect to all the teachers out there because it must be really hard. And like you, Danny, talking about human connection, like can mm. you imagine? teachers now actually you know they're not zooming with students they're literally filming themselves talking putting it onto like their school intranet and like then just all via sort of typing is that how they're doing it yeah it's not like a classroom zoom yeah Um, so yeah like especially for parents I think a lot of I've been seeing a lot of parents posting like wow like having the kids home is hard so respect to teachers out there yeah and parents because my um brother and his partner, they've got a newborn and then oh. one starting prep and a two-year-old and the one starting prep. So it's confusing because, like, A, you've never been at school. You don't know yeah. what it is. And then, B, all of a sudden home is, like, next-level discipline. You have to learn all this stuff. And yeah. it's not taken to it. But, yeah, it's interesting times. Yeah, that would be hard. Um, but the, one of the other points that I had down was you are still 100% in control of what and how much you eat and your mind. So, like, don't underestimate, you know, the power of a bit of discipline if you want it. Like we were saying, it's important to not feel guilty if you want to, but still know that that if you want to is a choice, right? So, like, you know, I've been seeing a lot of people being like, I'm going to get shredded and I'm going to get abs in ISO and cool, that's their choice as well. So just know that it is a choice and you have full control over it. Like, no, you don't have access to, you know, maybe a squat rack, but... If you want to do other things, you can as well. Yeah. How have you gone with, um, I suppose, the dieting aspect or the food aspect of it? Nothing's changed for me. So Nothing's I had changed. a plan to um, do a, um, a dieting period now, which I am doing. Yeah. It was going to be a mini cut, but now I'm not going as aggressive that I wanted to. Um, what was um, the mini cut going to be for? A lot of people use that term. What does... In your eyes, what does that actually mean? Um, well, like when I look at competing and everything, it's sort of like, you know, an all-year-round process. So keeping my body weight to um, within sort of a certain period gives me context of how long I should prep for, mm. what's realistic. So, you know, mini-cut, I only had two kilos to lose mm. just to get back down to that number where, 
it would be more realistic for me with my 16-week prep. Yeah. So because I don't have those parameters, and so to speak, that's a whole nother conversation of like what we're going to do competing-wise, yeah. right? I'm just being a bit more conscious to myself and, and yeah. not, not sort of fixating on the drop, so to speak, on just the numbers because I've never been real big on just looking at the numbers mm. um, because I know that I'm putting on muscle mass at the moment. So with regards to my plan, I'm – still sticking to it nothing's yeah. changed and yeah. you know I'm very um I like to be very structured in the way that I eat like I still I sort of stick to the same breakfast then I always have lunch and then I'll have a snack and then I'll have dinner yeah do you know what I mean like don't throw everything out just because we're in isolation still have your meal times if you're working from home still have a lunch break that's the hardest like changing to working from home the fridge is just there yeah it's always accessible yeah and that's cool to know that you're doing that yeah like you know I debated with myself I was like oh I shouldn't I shouldn't be dieting and you know a friend was like to me why what like what's changed and I was like nothing's changed for me I don't Mm. need to change my life around everything else that's happening for me so you know why should I hit the panic button and just change my plans yeah that's fine yeah so like it's but it's the same as like me just saying that it's your choice it's your control yeah you know I have realistic expectations of myself you know I'm not and it like neat levels so to speak have been down yeah um you know so that's more than 50 percent of our total daily expenditure yeah so I'm being realistic with myself but when I diet it's not just so much about the physical progress I almost like to diet to practice a bit of discipline it gives me it does help quote unquote, with a bit of motivation, you know, a bit of structure. And, you know, I don't suffer during dieting. I sort of enjoy the process of it. I, yeah, I bloody love it more than building. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I know we we spoke about um, foundation season and all of that. Mm. It was super interesting because I was deliberately putting on weight and maybe not deliberately, you know, I was more, we're going out for dinners and stuff before all the lockdowns and all of that. Expectedly putting on weight that we should have been. Yeah, because we were... You know, the show was going to be in October. We don't know what's going to happen. And so I was just building for that because I knew I was going to shred back down. Now, which we'll talk about later on again um, in another thing, what we're going to do, and that might keep changing. But now I don't know what's going to happen. So it's liberating to not have a time zone. That's what I'm like, oh, okay, I don't need a mini cut. I can just cut patiently and quietly and, and take my time and you know, you not have unrealistic expectations of myself and no deadline. Mm. Mm. It's just you're doing this for yourself and that comes down to understanding how I tick is I'm internally motivated. Yeah. External numbers and figures and dates and timelines don't make me thrive. But the fact of being like, oh, I can do this for myself is actually a little bit of a, a cool. pusher for me. So, yeah, I was thinking about this. I'm like, oh, I should ask Danny, like, what what the hell are we going to do? Yeah. <laughs> well, to be honest, um, are we talking about it now? Oh, we should. May yeah, as well. May as well. We've we got all Y'all day, mate. This is it. Um, well, it was interesting because as I was sort of saying, I was building and then I was going to cut for this show later. But it, when I was in that mo- demotivated slump, and I use the word motivation just because that's kind of uh, what we're talking about, I I was eating more. But then I'm like, nah. And then as a part of my overhaul, I think it's come down to, this is me analysing my own mind. In a world where I feel like I don't have any control, my default is to control what I'm eating, Mm. which it is for a lot of people because it is a sense of control. But um, 
So now I'm just, yeah, doing, I don't really like the word mini cut for some reason, but yeah, I'm starting to shred down a little bit again, mm. just because I was feeling like shit, to be honest. Mm. Um, and then I like having that sense of control and, and being able to work for that. Yeah. So and you know that's what? where There's I'm at now. Nothing wrong with that. Mm. You know, wanting to diet down. Yeah. There's a difference between that and having like body dysmorphia and mm. like dis like people would argue that we, we have disordered ways of eating, right? Like tracking your calories is a disordered way of eating, so mm. to speak. But what but is an ordered way of eating? Intuitive eating is what's classified oh, as normal. <laughs> the fact that I had to ask that yeah. it's probably oh well. Well, <laughs> no, because I I argue that 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 disordered um means abnormal. So I can understand oh, why by yeah. definition it is a disordered way of eating because it's not normal to track your calories yeah. and to manipulate your macros depending on body composition. It's not normal. It's classified as disordered. But I I mm. argue that disordered um a disordered eating pattern should really mean that it impacts your mental health. That's what I sort of think. Like yeah. it should impact the way that you um live, breathe and feel throughout the day rather than just mm. the behavior itself because some people, you know, doing just mini cuts um, based off objective numbers and timelines and all that sort of stuff wouldn't be appropriate because they couldn't mentally hack it. Yeah, and I think I think I don't like the word mini cut because I've just seen it so much on social media where people are like, right, I'm going to lose fucking like five kilos in six weeks. It's doing bullshit. a mini cut. And I'm like, no, that's so unhealthy yeah and I flipped my switch as well recently like the last six months you know I I was the same a lot of people talk about mini cuts a lot of educated people talk about mini cuts Mm -hmm. and I don't like that approach anymore because I don't see the value in dieting for three weeks and you know (laughs) that's why and, and that was what motivated me to change my way of thinking about being like okay I'm not going to sustain anything that I achieve in three weeks. Let's triple that time, yeah. reduce the deficit, and then work on sustaining that instead. That's um, right. Because yeah. you reach that milestone that's in three weeks and then do the complete reverse. Yeah, like, yeah. No and look, point. if you look at anyone that does a mini cut, they're back to the same place in double the time. So oh, like, yeah. They do a three-week mini cut. In six weeks' time, post that mini cut, they're back, usually back. They don't sustain it. Yeah, yeah, if it's super aggressive. Which it is because yeah. that's what a mini cut is. It's like 30 40% deficit at least. Yeah, yeah. So, so I suppose when you use the terminology at the start, we can rephrase that because mm. we started this by you saying you're doing a mini cut and then I think I changed it. Yeah. <laughs> I stuffed that up a yeah. little bit. But no, what, yeah. yeah, So yeah. In, my tw- <laughs> in my plan, I sort of had plans that I'd do a mini cut to drop the two kilos, Mm-mm. whatever. But now I'm like, now I'm just going to take my time. Yes. And whatever that time is with the least amount – of effort so to speak is in aggression mm. to what I need to do so be it yeah like you know the diet is for as long as I need it yeah you know you don't live in a calorie deficit um but yeah you don't need to be really aggressive from the start yeah yeah so in terms of October what mm. are you gonna do let's just say you find out that the show's up and running are you talking about this Full steam ahead. Full steam ahead. Just called it. <laughs> Would nah. it be anyone other way with Sherelle Grant? I'll Good prep. I'll prep without the show. Like, oh, yeah. so you're gonna start prepping? Yeah. 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 What are we? Six months out. Oh shit! Now's really. What are we? Well, I'm not even days. I feel like I don't know. Like I don't know. 
this is what I mean. Like it's interesting. external, I want to do this for myself to be yeah. honest. Not so much. I feel like I've grown and learnt so much over the past 12 months. It would be a dead shame to not apply it all. Yeah, that's the thing. It, Cause it's bloody fun. Yeah. It's cool to, to prep regardless whether there's a show or not. Yeah. Having the show helps push that last 10% for me. Yes. Well, we're not going to get stage lean no. for no show. No. Yeah. No. So no. yeah, a hundred percent, but I'll still go through the same sort of processes and way of thinking. And I'm just staying in my lane in terms of like, this is what I want to do. I'm sort of planning for it rather than going the other way and not planning yeah. for it and then sort of cramming for it. Yeah. So that was something that I, you know, a bit of like, oh, will I do it? Cause you know, most people know that I wanted to sort of push and go to wellness and step up a category and yeah. you know, what does that all look like? So, you know, like absolutely I have to be realistic yep. um, and but just still do, do as normal, go as normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like, I've been building like for the last it was since October, do you know what I mean? So, and that's the longest that you've been building. Yes, yeah, it's yeah. a long time. Have, did you reach that uncomfortable point where you're like, fuck it? Yeah, you reach it and then you go through it. Yeah. So once you reach it, you don't stop. You sit in that. Well, we're both dieting now though. Yeah, but I reached that a while ago. Oh, okay. Probably around Christmas, January. Oh, so you sat in it like, a while. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I think that's important. You've got to do the work from the start. Like yeah. I'm not dieting because I'm uncomfortable, so yep. to speak. I'm dieting because I'd planned it. Yep. And um, cool. plans don't change because of corona. Sure, we have to postpone things. Mm. But um, – in the grand scheme of things, like I'm, I'm in control of all of that, right? So, yeah, yeah, like, like I said, I'll still be realistic with my expectations and, and, um, you know, what category I can do if the show goes ahead. Yeah, but if it yeah. doesn't, that's okay as well. You yeah, know, there'll always be another show. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I'm not going to just sit on my thumbs for the next twelve months and mm. wait to see what happens with corona because none of us are going to know, right? <laughs> Sorry, I just love all your sayings. weird analogies. I don't even know where that. <laughs> so, no, what is that? Sit on Twiddle your hands. My thumbs. Sit on your hands. Haven't you heard that one? Like sit on yeah, your hands. Sit on... <laughs> Just my thumbs. It's always a borderline inappropriate. <laughs> you knew where my mind was going. I'm like, what do you do? You got loose. Bloody hell! In the gutter as always. But what? Sorry, what, what is your mindset around competing in October? Look, right now I can't justify it to myself because that's when, if all things open up, that's when I'm going to be doing my seminars. Mm. And I don't want to have half a brain when I'm trying yeah. to teach people things. Although I'll look the part, um, I just, that is my focus, career and just really doing that. Mm. In an ideal world, I'd love to do both. So I will, I am dieting down now a little bit, as we mentioned, but um, similar to you, whether the show goes on or not. I'll still put myself in a somewhat ready position because mm. you know me. Like last time, I just decided to bloody do it, and then then we did. And Isn't it that funny been... how we're like yin and yang? But when it comes to competing, we're almost like the opposite. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny. It's good though because it gives like both of us a different um, perspective Lens. on yep. things, and these guys as well, just to show that there are so many variables. Is and there it... other people here right now? That's what I feel like we're just chatting. Yeah, your mum listens. <laughs> That's it. (laughs) (laughs) Luke has a listen. Um, Yeah, so really I'll just be doing all that. Um, Yeah. But again, right now I'm 80% certain that I won't, but then um, it it might change. Yeah, it might twist your Freaking I don't know. I want to do my first pro show. I've got to be mint. Yeah. 
you know, something that I've been thinking about is just look as far as you can see. Do you know what I mean? Like looking at October is is really um, not productive right now. And that's why I'm just continuing on with what I had planned, what's in yeah. front of me, what I wanted to do. Um, like obviously we look at things in the grand scheme and being like, yeah, like, you know. But, you know, there's no point worrying about what's going to happen towards the end of the year because we just don't know. Yeah. We just don't know. It's so, just different because you gotta you got to start – preparing for it early yeah that's the only thing but mm. god knows yeah what can happen mm. but um it's always just about finding things that will switch on your fire and just get you taking action yeah. because this could hard, be man. yeah this could be really hard for people so to speak not even just competing like if you'd com- plan to compete i know in the may or the june or yeah. um, you know the october shows you know this would absolutely put a put a dampener on it and make you lose motivation so to speak oh Fall for off sure track. so you know it is really important during these times to rephrase and redefine your goals yeah um and understand why you want to do them and, yeah and you know what you get out of that not just for the external like yes a lot of us are externally motivated a lot of people are they need a bit of validation um to continue on but you know, perhaps maybe you could look at finding internal motivations to being like, yes, the show's cancelled. Yes, this event's cancelled. Mm. But, you know, what's going to help me move forward and beyond this to my new yeah. goal? Yeah. It's it really, it's a hard thing to do on your own. I mean, mm. I needed help to find what makes me tick. Even though when you look at it objectively, it's so obvious. But when you're stuck in emotions of things, oh, it's no. hard. Yeah. I think I'm talking about this so much because it's so new to me to feel such a a different way. But I know a lot of us are because this has never happened in history. I know similar things have happened, but it's such a unique thing um, that we just want to say, like, it's okay to feel confused and lost and all that. But, you know, talk to people, keep yourself busy and always ask for help, even though people like me don't really like doing that all the time. But, um, yeah, just find what makes you tick. Yeah, and I think speaking about all of it is just the main thing. Like, I'm really lucky. I've got Luke. He listens to me complain mm. about a lot. And, <laughs> like, he's really good at, like, just pulling me back on track. So, you know, if I didn't have him here to vent to and to, like, give me perspective and, mm. like, be like, come on, Sherelle, you're better than that. You can do better than that. Or, like, you know, push me forward. I'll be a bit lost as well because Mm. I have lots of self-doubt at times, you know, like Mm. sometimes I need someone else to believe in me um, as much as I want to believe in myself so that you can Mm. achieve because it's only natural human behavior to have that self-doubt, right? And like that worry and that fear and of not being significant enough to do something. So it's really cool that you've sort of identified that in yourself because I think, you know, vulnerability is strength. And um, it's something that's new to me as well as to sort of go out on a bit of a limb and sort of openly admit that, you know, even if it is to Luke, just to ask for help. Because as independent women that we are, Mm -hmm. we want to do everything on our own. Yeah. You know, like we want to put our weights away and we want to just do our own stuff. Yeah. But, you know, there's specialists and experienced people out there and knowledge to be gained from everyone and anyone in your life. Absolutely. And it doesn't have to be a professionalist. You know, there's a lot of stigma around therapy and counsellors. But like I said, Luke's very much my counsellor, my one-on-one. Same with my mum. Like, talk to her a lot. You know, there's uh, there's people in your lives that do care about you. And at the end of the day, if they care about you and they're willing to listen to you, then they'll help you get through these tough times as well. 
perfect. That was beautiful. Oh, look, thank you for sharing all that. I appreciate it. And I think it's important for everyone to realise that we do feel these things too. Yeah, everyone. Yep, that's it. So I look forward to um, digging deeper and getting some guests on regarding all this type of things who are very knowledgeable and specialise in these areas because mm. we've got a lot of cool things uh, that we can all learn. Yeah, and I've never delved into that side of stuff either as well. Mm. So I'm really interested to learn as well. Like, you know, you sort of think, oh, well, I don't need it. And I've always sort of thought like, yeah, I'm not screwed up, which is the stigma around therapy. Like I yeah. don't have these deep insecurities that I need resolving. Mm. Maybe you don't know what you don't know and, you know. Yep. That's, that's really the grunt of it. Yeah. So I'm excited. Bring um, it on. I hope you guys are excited. And, again, look, we love doing these random ones where we yeah. just fluffle on and talk about just the whatever pops into our minds. So if you love them as well, please do take a screenshot, share it on your Instagram, tag myself, tag Danielle, and tag the Level Up podcast. Thank you, everyone.